Here in episode number nine of Two Twits and Twain, we admit that we're certainly not perfect. We actually changed our mind about the contents of this show at the last minute. It made us all wonder if age might have something to do with it. Nah. Be quiet, Mark. Once again, a good day to all you lucky listeners, and welcome to episode number nine of Two Twits and Twain. We're entitling it Deviants and Other Talents. We had intended to do something completely different from what's actually going to occur today. We're going to deviate. Now, that doesn't mean we're deviants. Well, unless you ask Doc's parole officer. But we were so inspired by what emerged from our last program that we just had to continue along that same path. Now, just a minute, you deviant twit number two. I don't have a parole officer, and hopefully never will. Nobody's going to catch me. <laughs> now, the deviation Clark is referring to is related to how we ended our last episode. Mark showed us that he has more talent than just writing and talking and making us laugh. He also knows how to play more than just the banjo. And I'm not talking about playing the radio or with his children. He showed us and made us listen as he shuffled over and tried to play the piano I have in my studio. Doc, I'm surprised at you. He did more than try. He played uh, some Mozart and Chopin, and beautifully. Yeah, but he didn't play the whole piece. Just an introduction, so to speak. Yeah, well, if he'd played the whole thing, we'd still be listening to it, you twit. Okay, you guys, stop it. I intentionally didn't play the entire piece because my lessons with Victor only took me a little ways, which didn't extend much further than what you heard. <laughs> Give me another hundred years and I bet I'll be able to play the entire Mozart sonata. Even the Chopin? Well, that's out for serious discussion. Contact me in another decade. Now, I know that some of you who might have missed the last episode have no idea what the hell we're talking about. So, in order to forever remember that unique moment, I recorded it, just for you doubters. Here's Mark playing some classical piano. I thought it would be. I think I'm beginning to enjoy these podcasts. No, no, that, that was better than last time. That's the same recording, you twit. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, twiddlesticks. You're right. I'll have to pay more attention. A senior moment. Speaking of senior moments, I wonder if we'll still be doing podcasts in a few decades. Well, maybe I could learn how to do them and take over for you guys. Mark, if you're anything like me, you'll hand over the technical stuff to somebody else. Like Doc. And I need to rely on a whole bunch of instruction booklets, tutorials, and help from real geeks to make this whole thing work. So good luck. You know, after getting to know you two fellas, uh, twits, I have the feeling that you have some other talents besides prevarication and singing. You wouldn't mind sharing some of those, would you? No, I I know Doc has a unique talent that not too many people know of. Hey, I thought you weren't going to talk about that. No, no, not that, Doc. I was referring to what you do with your woodworking. You mean he's a carpenter? Sort of like that guy who had some uh, divine connection? (laughs) 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 No, hardly. He just enjoys using a saw, hammer, nails, screws, glue... It makes all sorts of things, like little knickknacks and furniture, even stuff that nobody has any use for whatsoever, but so beautiful. Now, how the hell's he going to prove it? He can't show a picture of what he's made. So I guess we're just supposed to take his word for it. Mark, I can vouch for it. I've seen much of what he's fashioned, and I even have some of it. You know, Goodwill wouldn't take it. (laughs) No, seriously, it's quality. And beauty, all rolled into one, just like Doc himself. Well, okay, I believe you. What about you, Clark? What do you do besides enjoy the French countryside, culture, and wine, of course? Oh, come on, Mark. It sounds like we should all be like you, being able to do more than one thing. Like you, who knows how to speak and write be humorous, and have a centuries-old command of wit and wisdom. Yep. Guess I need to jump in here. Clark really has a multitude of talents, some of which are personal and won't be discussed here. However, there are others that I, for one, am particularly partial to. Like you, Mark, he likes to and knows how to write. He's written a few books, and most recently is writing some poetry, the likes of which I've rarely heard anything to compare. How much do I owe you for that, Doc? Right now, nothing, but still under review for future discussion. Poetry, eh? I wrote some poetry. Was never very good at it. Didn't particularly enjoy it, and didn't publish much. Ever heard my poetry? Don't worry, you're not insulting me. I can take it. Clark, not too long ago you wrote a poem that really impressed me. It certainly wasn't subject matter that we'd entertain airing on this program, but I thought perhaps listening to it, offering a bit of a change-up might be healthy. You know, a different rhythm, a different sound. Don't think it can hurt, right? Oh, geez, Doc, I don't know. I... Don't have it in me right now to recite it, but I I will someday. Well, I was thinking that perhaps Mark would volunteer. It's certainly different than most of the stuff that comes out of his mouth. What's it about? Death. Oh, I'm quite familiar with that. I can understand why you fellows want me to read it. 
I've only been dead for a hundred and ten years or so. Why, I said something about death many years ago, even before I died. It went something like this. I did not fear death. Why, I'd been dead for billions and billions of years before I was born, and had not suffered the slightest inconvenience from it. Well, that's not too gruesome. And I really don't think mine is either. Would you give it a try? I'd be honored. Why, sure. Where is it? Here, take a crack at it. Thoughts on death while walking in a wooded place. While walking in a wooded place, nature's energies regaling me as ever in her symphony of delights, I was overcome by joy. What wild yet crucial thought of moment had just passed, my mind and soul opened to its suggestion? In but a second more, and with lightened step, I knew the very source of my delight. I saw the future as a friend, arriving like my thought, spontaneous and free. Yet in that vision of warmth and goodness lay death, not as the end, but as a joyous transition, a gateway to ultimate splendors. How strange, yet how beautiful! With no morbidity of mind, my earthly doubts, heavy and laborious, were quieted, their rebelliousness quelled, for I saw that death is not an enemy. Enraptured in this certainty, this gift of heaven, while walking in a tranquil place, on that quiet and unsuspecting day, I then made my way home in the airiness of a mystic connection and a barrier broken. Now, in the afterglow, no longer one to block death's thoughts and its truth revealed, I felt ecstatic flood of fearless release and welcomed this wisdom in that moment present. Death is a dream and a rapture to come. I saw in my mind's eye my death inexorable welling on the horizon, the quitting of my earthly days, and though with death's presence keenly felt, my blessed self was imbued in joyful mood, overwhelmed by a new and deepened certainty. Death is a dream. Death is but a dream. I am at a loss for words, and that happens rather infrequently, as you all know. I'm actually tearing up a little bit. Clark, that was uncommonly moving and beautiful. You might want to publish that someday. And Mark, I really don't think it could be read as meaningfully by anybody else. Clark, that sounds like you might owe Doc a bit more than you thought by recommending I read that. <laughs> It may just be worth it. Thank you, both of you. But I think it's time to get back into laughing mode once again. After all, that's what we promised our audience. Mark, do you have a story you could share with us? I never turned down a request of such import. 
This one is about Adam and Eve. We'll keep this in a familiar mode. It all began with Adam. He was the first man to tell a joke or a lie. How lucky Adam was. He knew when he said a good thing. Nobody had said it before. Adam was not alone in the Garden of Eden, however, and does not deserve all the credit. Much is due to Eve, the first woman, and Satan, the first consultant. Great transition, Mark. You know, I love your stories. Guys, I think it's time to lighten up the atmosphere a bit more before we sign off this episode. How about we listen to some music? I think I have just the medicine. We probably should all take heart to this. A message from a group called the Fabulous Formaldehydes Ring a Bell? Yip, 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 ma, 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 get a job. Sha-na-na-na, sha-na-na-na-na, ba-da. Sha-na-na-na, sha-na-na-na-na, Well, every morning about this time she gets me out of my bed crying about a job. Sha-na-na-na-na, And after breakfast every day she throws the one that's right my way and never fails to say. Get a job. Sha-na-na-na, sha-na-na-na-na, ba-da. Sha-na-na-na, sha-na-na-na-na, ba-da. Sha-na-na-na, sha-na-na-na-na, ba-da. Sha-na-na-na, sha-na-na-na-na-na. Yip, 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 mum, 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 mum. Get a job. Sha-na-na-na, sha-na-na-na-na. And when I go back to that house, hear that woman's mouth. Preaching and a-crying, tell me that I'm lying about a job. That I never could find. Sha-na-na-na, sha-na-na-na-na, ba-da. Sha-na-na-na, sha-na-na-na-na, ba-da. Sha-na-na-na, sha-na-na-na-na, ba-da. Sha-na-na-na, sha-na-na-na-na-na. Yip, 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 mum, 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 mum. Get a job. Whoa, Doc. You sure pulled that one out of the proverbial hat. But rather appropriate. And sort of fun to listen to. What do you say, Mark? Well, it sure has a kick to it. I suppose that's part of the doo-wop music you guys sang a few years ago. I like it. Puts me in a great mood. I'm getting wound up. Let's continue this show for a bit more. Well, as much as we would all enjoy that, our audience only has so much time to devote listening to you and the two twits. Let's give them a breather. Until next time, okay? And next time is the perfect segue to conclude this episode. So, for Doc, Mark, and of course yours truly, goodbye from the two twits and Twain. Already looking forward to the next time we get together, and don't forget to check out all our episodes and push the follow button on www.2twitsandtwain.com. And you can contact us and leave messages there or, or at contact at 2twitsandtwain.com. And don't forget to share the podcast with all of your friends. After all, sharing is caring. Well, take care of yourselves while you're at it, and we'll see you next time.